still in this Aries, fiery, ash cheeky time, ash Heather. How we doing? Time. How we doing, oh. folks? I'm all Talk right. Talk to me, Heather. I'm How we doing? Right. I'm still <laughs> antsy. I'm still antsy, and I think Mars and Cancer has me a little cranky. Um, mm. but. You know, mm-hmm. I, as time goes on, as I get older, I'm better at dealing with these moods, better at seeing the bigger picture, better at figuring out what it's all about and maintaining my goals and looking forward. What about you? <laughs> yes, bitch. Oh, Heather, I love that. I really do. Uh, folks, ladies, gentlemen, people of the jury, listeners, uh, give it up give it all for one all for nothing what uh heather cunningham oh. i'm sorry heather it's the A's. <laughs> that was an that was well i will literally cut that entire oh intro my God. <clears throat> listeners <laughs> um listeners give it up for heather cunningham the literal guiding light that we all need but especially me i'm very selfish oh. i'm very selfish with my time with heather um and I know we just talked, we talked for so long before we started recording this uh, episode, but uh, Heather just texted me. We had a moment <laughs> over the weekend where Heather just texted me uh, out of the blue in a way that I really needed mm-hmm. and also in a way that I didn't know even at the time that I needed. Um, and it was just so powerful and it was so spot on and it was just like everything and that's how you are with me in my everyday life, ah. Heather. But that's also how you are for the listeners, for anyone you're talking to astrology with, like uh, the lives you've touched. Stop Anyways. it. The lives you've <laughs> touched with your amazing, brilliant, sparkly personality <sighs> and your. Uh, it's only because you bring it out of me. Ah, uh, stop. <laughs> I turn it on for oh you, my Heather. God, no. Uh, no, but I just like this week, especially listeners, folks, if you're feeling it. So are we. You're in good hands. But this week especially, I was just so looking forward to recording this episode, shooting the shit with you, yeah. talking the shit out with you because uh yes, it's been it's been as we know, Pisces season was a personally a little heavy time for me. A lot of reflection, a lot of big goal shifts. Um, but also kind of since then, I've been feeling still a little not pummeled, but just sort of still kind of like, okay. I'm ready to be off, like kind of let off the mat. Like yeah. I want to, I want to kind of like fully tap out of the ring. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I don't just want to break. Like I want to sit down in the audience and observe for a yeah. minute. Like I just really like kind of want to break. Um, and like nothing is detri- it Like it's we're really okay, folks. Every day is a blessing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really just like there's been some massive shifts in the sky, uh, some big transitions and some huge pushes. It, or shoves I should say from the universe yes, yes. Uh, I'm really feeling this Aries season it's not like heavy in the way that Pisces was mm. but it still feels quite large yeah yeah um, and it's been challenging and it's been very I've been feeling messages from the universe yeah. I've been like like the universe has been screaming at me Heather that's Personally. very Aries yeah Listeners, Heather. <laughs> the universe yeah, yeah like the universe has had a fucking Aries tone it's yeah. been very bossy yeah it's been very impatient with me um in a way that I need and I love right right uh, but I also am just like okay I think I'm just still 
recovering from Pisces. Yeah. Um, and Aries is just like kind of not letting me have mm-hmm. that. It's kind of like, uh uh-uh. we're in fire. We're moving on. We're going forward. And I'm like, well, let me reflect on it some more. Yeah. And the Aries season is like, uh-uh, come on. We got to catch this train. Mm-hmm. We're moving. Mm-hmm. We're going next stop. And I'm like, I'm so grateful for the season. Uh, and I think this full moon energy, Heather, correct me if I'm wrong. It's also full moon in Libra. Mm-hmm. This has been this this specific full moon. We talked about it being a solar eclipse as well. But like this specific full moon right now during this huge Aries season, right after this big Aries new moon sandwich between this big Aries new moon. Right. Uh, it's no coincidence to me that it's a Libra mm-hmm. uh, full moon. Just saying like the especially the balance in the way this Aries season is going to sort of uh Pack an extra punch, but there's that Libra, we're going to come back to balance in the middle. It's kind of really unique and cool. Yes. And I feel like we just kind of went through sort of a rocky like wind up. Um, And this moment I think is exactly, I think I've been not maybe ready to fully... This is all, again, this is kind of my personal where I've been putting a lot of the analogies for myself. Please let me know if you disagree or if any of this sounds like yes. Um, But yeah, it just does feel like I did a lot of talking, right? I did a lot of talking in Pisces season. And then I also did just get sick in a way that I was like, the universe said rest. But then I also think I was still in rest mode when the universe said move. (laughs) And like... So this, I, I, I am taking this, uh, personally, this full moon in Libra time as like a moment of like, okay, sweets, you, you were gentle with yourself. You did give yourself some rest and time, but that anxious energy you're feeling and that scattered brainness and just like that general brain fog, honey, you need movement. Like, I do think I've been feeling extra heavy because I'm not in, in flow. I am not in the motion of where we are right now. And, uh, Maybe it sounds like you can relate, Heather. Maybe some of our listeners can relate, but I'm not sure if that's quite what you were touching on. But as we were talking and as you specifically were talking about the anxieties you've been feeling, that's where mine feel like they've been coming from. It was like a lot of buildup. And then I got stuck, especially because I got sick and I just really was like, I want to pout for a minute. I want to be a victim right now. And I think while the universe absolutely let me have that and sort of told me to have that, I think maybe I'm staying in that stage too long. And if we know the universe, if we know anything about the universe, Heather, she gets very fed up when things are stale. Yes. The universe is not a no, stale bitch. No. She is spontaneous as fuck. She is combustion all the way it's through. It's about progress. And growth. She will not let you not grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have, we, yes, there's just too much life to live. Yeah. And she loves to kick you in the bags and remind you of that yeah heather please yeah yeah well and and (laughs) mars just entered cancer and they say mars isn't the happiest in cancer like it's not it's not it's not so we're in aries season Mm. and aries ruling planet is mars it's this the planet of action where do we want to put our drive where do we want to start things but in cancer it's like Ooh, only if I'm in the mood, uh, oh, you know, Jesus. cancer likes to like dip its toes in the water. Yeah. Cancer likes to dip its toes in the water. Take its, take time. its time. Does it feel right? Kind of, I'm it's not a little perfectionist-y. sure. Um, is that cancer? Yeah, I feel like the there's perfectionist maybe thing or more some just of like, that. It's, it's 
if the energy doesn't match, it has if to, it's not a, if it's not, cozy, if it's not cozy and comfortable, I think that's it, more okay. so what it is. If it's I not, it. if it doesn't feel safe, then it's a little bit more mm. difficult. And Venus is in Taurus. Yes. Venus just wants to chill and enjoy good food and music while it's in Taurus. And so it's like oh interesting that we have this, like we're in Aries season. There's this Aries energy that's yeah. like, come on, right. it's the start. What are you going to start? Let's be fire. But then right. these other planets, which one of which includes Aries ruling planet of action is a little bit more like, right. oh, but we want to relax and feel into it, you know? So yeah. I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people are feeling this way right now. Um, but how timely time. that we have a second Aries new moon right. along with this big solar eclipse that's, for sure yeah. going to give us a push at the end of Aries season. So maybe that's how it's supposed to go. Maybe we aren't supposed to force it right now. And actually, I was listening to um, Molly McCord, mm -hmm. who has been become like my favorite astrologer to listen to the past six months. I, I've really gotten into her. And she says that this week, especially, it's not so much about forcing things. It's more about... Still thinking about like what you want to do, being very intentional about that, imagining the life you Damn. want for yourself and allowing the energies to carry you there because we have major transits at the end of this week. And then, you know, next week we have the Aries new moon and the solar eclipse that are almost like Pluto's all up in there. And it's Pluto is like faded encounters so it's almost like if your energy is in the right place mm. you could stumble upon something very some good yes yeah, some good luck something very fiery and spontaneous but it's fortune. not like we have to yeah. force it right now it's like make sure your energy's there make sure you're optimistic it's clear yeah yeah make sure you're in a good headspace make sure your energy is clear you're in a you're in a positive and in, in a it sounds like in a place of receiving right yes um, yes yes yeah yeah, yeah. That's a, uh, it is so funny that you touched on that, Heather, too. My favorite phrase. So funny. It's just hilarious that you would say that thing, that subject that we're talking about. Heather. <laughs> um, but yeah, like yesterday was such a bad luck day for both me and Sam. Like we had just, it not like hor yeah. horrendous luck by any means, but just like stupid, like to a point where we were both like, what the fuck? Like what the fuck is going on? And then I was like, oh. <gasps> It is the eve of a new full moon. Right, or like right, a, right, right. It is the eve of a, a full moon energy. And I was like, if anything, instead of, it's so funny how in the past I would have absolutely not been paying attention to the full moon energy. I would have not been paying attention to um, a lot of shit going on in the sky. Mm -hmm. I would not be nearly as in tune yeah. as I currently am, for example. And I absolutely would have let that become like a really negative spiral totally. and like a, a mean thing in a way of like, this is just life. Uh, this is just how things go for me. This is my worth. Like if this is a reflection of like where I am in the great scheme of, you right. know, like it would have been such a reflection of me and it was such a nice moment to have this like awareness of like oh my god it's the fucking full moon energy this shit's weird right now in a way that I really got to let this one thing that would have once been this thing that would have once been so heavy and and a mean thing I would have done to myself even though I, at the time I didn't realize it was being mean to myself like it was just so nice to have this reflection of uh not something to blame it on uh but just sort of this like a little more of like a I it felt like I was let in 
a little more on what was what was going yeah. on even though I still don't have a clear answer just yet there was still a trusting process of like okay even if it wasn't so much of like this bad luck thing means this thing uh like our the like again a, an example of some of the bad luck we experienced our little kitchen cart that we have uh the handle like snapped in half on it it's been a piece of shit from from the beginning we it came with the apartment uh it's just like a cheap piece of furniture and like the handle snapped and then like right after that the toilet seat cracked oh, no. in this really weird way like it must have just had like a hairline fracture oh, in the porcelain and like it wasn't anything we did yeah. so like we're not gonna get in trouble yeah. our our building's great about shit like that like all very minimal but it was just like there were just little things like that um and uh, Sam waking up being sick like it was it was all this like added layer to a point where you both were like what's yeah, going on oh my god <laughs> but in a way that it was like I was just kind of like okay universe you have my attention like I'm gonna pay I'm paying attention yeah. like in a way that I was like okay all right like in a very trusting process of like what are you trying to tell me what are you trying to show me what's going on or and then like it really did make me look at uh, sort of what was going on in the sky like these external factors and this energy that really does play an effect yeah yeah the full moon like women have we've talked about this before the way women have uh pregnant women give birth more they'll they like staff more nurses on full moon nights yeah. because the gr- literal actual gravitational pull of the moon i know it's <laughs> so make a woman give birth like i love it so you can't say that the energy isn't real yeah. and there's not maybe more of like a heaviness or even like truly a physical feeling to the fact that there is a full moon out there uh it was just a really special thing to sort of be aware of now yeah. um it was a lot better for my mental health. Yeah, I gotta say. yeah, totally, uh, totally. And also, sorry, go ahead, Heather. Please, well, God, that was such a tor- story. No, time. no, no. <laughs> that's valuable information. Also, like the fact I've been comforted a lot, thinking just that, like, not every day is going to be amazing. Like, we can't have every day being euphoric, amazing. Even though idealistically, with my planets in Pisces, I really try to aim for that. Um, yeah, but you know. And just because you have a bad day or an unlucky day doesn't mean that you're not on the right path or that. Yeah, it's just like, pay attention. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I love what you just said about that, too, because I recently I think it was a TikTok I was watching that like kind of talks about this, that the key to happiness and especially with our generation. Again, I love our generation. I'm in love with our generation. I think. Yeah. uh, There's so much that we're changing and doing and talking about in a way that I'm just so fucking proud of us. Um, I'm really happy to be born during this time. Uh, and I don't think I always, I think I used to take that for granted a lot. There's yeah, a lot of appreciation yeah. that's come with that now that we're like, our generation is at the age yeah. of this Um, especially with this fucking Saturn return business. Yes. Um, but like, uh, the idea that, uh, we are so used to, especially with cell phones, social media, not to sound like a fucking, not to be a traitor to my generation, sound like a boomer, but we are literally the brain is so used to dopamine at our fingertips, like just doses of dopamine constantly. And I think it was a TikTok that I was watching. That was like one of the keys to accessing more dopamine and having more of it is not searching for it all the time. Sitting for a second and being okay with like, 
not receiving just instant gratification yeah, of entertainment yeah. all the time. Like, um, and that also like the more yoga I do and the more I take a minute to like journal in the mornings and the more I take a minute to really try to have a, a morning routine and a morning practice where I do get alone time and try to stay off my mm-hmm. phone until a certain point in the morning, blah, 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 blah. And like yoga in general breathe and then like what that does to my breathing for the day because like even though I'm not I don't consider myself like a traditional meditation person in the sense of like sitting there and yeah. breathing the I blame the ADHD I'm definitely someone who's got to like no move yeah it, we out, all have walk, our or yeah. dance yeah like please but like breathing in general and just breathe like I anyways it's just interesting. yeah it just really is like this idea of like it's almost feels very powerful now and there's almost new ways of I'm getting dopamine just because of the challenge of sitting there and taking yeah. a breath. I'm like, I'm tapping into superhuman capabilities <laughs> right here. Like the fact that, you know, and uh, yeah, and just quitting some like specifically this week, there's some like unhealthy habits in general that I'm taking that I'm like really working hard to like quit or just like cut out in a way with like real intention um so it's interesting that you said that specifically about the end of this week as well um and what that's going to bring about of just sort of like buckling down and getting the shit together and like uh what's what's best for me and uh yeah not every day has to be this exciting like field trip away from school like there is an importance of consistency yes um and i think that's probably a huge thing we're supposed to feel in this full moon as well yeah that's a good point there is this like very fun aspect to fire and it's very spontaneous like let's fucking go time a big part of let's fucking going is uh the consistency of the long in the long term and not so much the short-term satisfaction but especially keeping up with things because of the long-term goals you're after which is something yes that my pisces ass can be a little more it's something I'm really trying to embrace more and really work hard to trick my brain into appreciating um, because it is so easy for me to check into, oh, I could die tomorrow. Let's fucking go right? have some fun. I know. You know, like it really is so. And while I do think that's a beautiful thing to have, I think the sleeper of full moon is here to remind me that like there's a reason though. Totally. That Pisces aren't always the ones who are the big diva stars. Yeah, well. And I'm like, you got to have consistency in a little earth. Right. No. And I struggle with that too. Like, even though I'm a Taurus moon, I've really realized recently that earth and fire are what I struggle with. Air and water come easily to me. But, um, same. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, no, the breaking habits. I love what you said about the Libra full moon and the breaking habits thing is really interesting too, because with Saturn entering Pisces, which just happened a few weeks ago and it's going to stay in Pisces for Mm. three years, that's supposed to be like a theme for the next three years is breaking right. habits. Yeah, we've talked about this that that don't uh, returning to yeah self, that don't serve yeah, that don't you. Serve you. And I've been thinking about that returning to like your authenticity. Yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot and thinking a lot about how like I struggle with earth and fire more than I do with air and water and how yeah, like it's really interesting to hear you say that. Yeah, Heather. well, explain that if you want yes. a little bit. Like, what do you mean? You just think that like. Or when you say like earth and air, like they come easier to you or like you think you more, um, 
you hold more of those qualities. Air and water. Yeah. And when you do like the breakdown on astro theme of the elements that I have the most of, when you take into account every planet and chart point that I have, um, I'm mostly air and water. So I feel like I do. I naturally tap into that before I tap into earth and fire. Fire, I definitely have the least of, struggle the most with, but... Earth lately, I feel like has been difficult. It's probably because I'm coming coming on the Saturn return. I feel like every Saturn cycle is like gotta harness that Earth. But uh, yeah, well, so a habit that I've realized that is really bad for me that I think is a source of probably the Aquarius and the Pisces is that I okay, I'm like obsessed with astrology. I'm obsessed with like analyzing. Right life themes in myself and in others and just like taking a detached approach to like looking at my life like I wake up in the morning and I think like you know where's my life going how do I feel about this aspect of my life what am I going to do today to like help level up this area and yada 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 but I spend I enjoy thinking about it but Right. That's also harmful because I've realized that I get into a negative headspace a lot of the time of like, if I'm just like always focused on the things that are lacking, I'm like forgetting about the amazing things that I have. And I'm also not doing anything, you know, if I'm just thinking yeah. like I'm not, but it's, it's an asset too to like have the Aquarian brain and the, the Pisces ability to like think about shit in a more all-encompassing spiritual way yeah I think that yes it can sometimes be a blessing and a curse like I think it's a beautiful thing and I wish more people could tap into like their third eye or it does sometimes feel like it's a gift or just yeah that it's easily accessible just not something that's right it's not and for not and it took me a long time to realize like oh a lot of brains just simply do not work yeah yeah And, and that's and it's like oh and that's why they are making so much right? money or doing things like they have less in a way depression like, I and yeah. I can't yeah yeah like I totally like mad respect right. but like also I do just there are while I love that aspect and that I my mind always sort of naturally did tap into a lot of that um just from like childhood and I think it was just always sort of yes my Pisces like you said um yours as well uh it could sometimes be a curse because I think sometimes it can get too deep or it can get too yeah. big sometimes or too overthought in a way that, because when you really look too hard at this life, sometimes it can get very bleak and very yeah. negative. It can be very easy to like ignore the good things about it. Or even just sometimes not even on that so much of an extreme of like not trying to say the world is evil all the time. There's definitely some ugly corners and some dark pockets, but like all in all, I do think it's, I don't want to get into it, but, um, like I just more, there is sometimes this way. I think it, you, it can almost be too overthought. Yeah. Um, and, and a little harder, it makes it harder to just like abide by society. It makes it harder to be in yeah, this, like, to be in the earth realm. Yeah, wor- totally. Yeah. Totally. And like, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. And I'm sure you can relate to this as like a creative person who likes to like make shit that comes from a personal place. Uh, even right. as people who have an astrology podcast, like you have to spend time right. thinking about this stuff. And mm-hmm. like, I want to make shit that deals with this stuff. So it is valuable to think right. about it, but it's like, oh God, how much? And then I have a creative idea that excites me. And then I think I spend weeks thinking about it and then I'm not excited about it anymore because I'm thinking about all the ways it's not going to work. And it's like, Jesus. Right. 
And I think that's where I could, yes, tap into my fireness more. Um, like, yes, like, thank God my Mars is in Aries. In the 11th, which is a because powerful I, placement. Oh. <laughs> yes, because like, you're meant to, like, use your, your leadership <laughs> capacities in a um, mm. community realm like you are meant to like the <laughs> oh I think I've been doing a little bit of that recently <laughs> go on go on yeah no but the, the symbol of of drive and initiating things and leading is in the house of community and also like larger dreams it's Aquarius's house so like you are meant to use that that fiery planet within the larger collective and it's great for art it's great for creating community bringing community together leading a community all things like that all things i think you're very good at oh my god heather thank you for saying that you just sparked you just sparked some inspiration um no yes but like i don't i know that i've like uh i think people are sometimes i was surprised myself i think i for sure thought i was like yeah there's fire in here look at me but I also do like uh and it took a while to also realize like how much Pisces can be a very sunny fiery sign in a way Just yeah like Pisces can also be a darker more mysterious totally. sign too like Pisces is this weird thing I'm not it's not a flex um but I yeah like I I definitely believe I have some fire tones just like everyone has there's all there's a little bit of all the elements in your chart just sort of depending and it's so funny how I don't have any fire in my main three but the places I do have fire it almost does feel like it counts yeah Um, and I'm and I I feel this like itch to want to tap into those sides of me in a way that I just like haven't I don't think I've felt in a while or, you know, like, or I just like, again, maybe since I was more like in high school or just like this Saturn return has really made me like realize like there's some shit to uncover in these layers. We all, we all have so much more layers to our own chart, to our own personalities, to our own trajectories than we even Mm -hmm. know. Um, Very exciting. No, it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, I feel like I've said this before, but I was just going to say I've been feeling that too, that sudden return-ness of like, oh, I was such a more fiery bitch when I was seven years old before society and all the fucking fuckers am I allowed to say that like before like before all you know not even that it just like you know society and people in life it tries to mold you and I was so much more fiery and free as a child and I'm trying very hard yes very actively to come back into that but then sometimes when I do that I'm like oh god I was too much this I'm an adult now that's not like ah anxiety but it's a balancing yeah, act. I, I totally, it's a balancing act. Yes. And I totally hear you. And I just do think if anything we've learned, hopefully more people understand this and who gives a fuck if yeah. they don't. But if there's anything I've learned in this life, it's so much better to be a little too much than a yes, little too less. I think so. Like imagine being right? less. Imagine holding Not that- to quote that exact, like, I know there's a TikTok of this quote essentially, but I, it really did stick with me. Like, I kind of love that. Like, yeah. Okay. So what's my other option being boring? I'd rather same, die. same, Ugh. same. There's nothing I hate more than being fucking uh, bored. Uh, preach. Um, like, okay. Congratulations on playing it. Yeah. Same. No, oh, no. Fuck that. Grow fuck up. That. Live a little. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like it's so short out here, yeah. bitch. Like I just can't with you people. Ugh. Sometimes all my love to the listeners. <laughs> and to their 
their their lovers and their and their enemies <laughs> um anyways but yeah i just i totally i i i yeah it's been a this fiery time tapping into our fiery selves we can't say it enough oh that's what I, I loved what you just touched on and i think this is something i've mentioned maybe on the podcast before or at least maybe to yeah, you yeah, maybe yeah. i haven't but like yes i when i went back and watched uh like home videos like some home yes. footage of myself as a kid there was like a jealousy i realized i i had jealousy watching as like a college kid uh who I thought was more sure of herself and more in control and the freest she had ever been in her life. Here I was jealous of this little girl. I totally get it. Who was me. Right? Like, and I realized like, oh, you're still her. Like if you're jealous of her, you could still captivate that. Like you, you're, 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 she's still with you. That little bitch. Right. Like, that f life fun having bitch. Like I just like, it was so crazy to be envious of myself in that way, in a way that was also a very beautiful thing to realize like, Oh, but she's still, yeah. You. You're still yeah. Her. Like you get to still honor yeah. her. Um, she's still along for the ride. Uh, um, yeah, no, it was really, but it's such an interesting feeling of like, you're so right. When society gets to you, um, the way the world just works. Yeah, it's not easy out here. It's not. For the water signs. It's not. Or the air all the time. Uh, but I think this Libra full moon, again, like we said, it's all about the balance. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And there is, like, I'm just, I'm trying to be, I think I spoke about this last episode too. I'm personally trying to be more intentional. And this feels like a very energy-packed, intentional time. Yes. Right. Like it just does feel like there's a lot of uh scheming going on by the universe. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. In our favor. No, and yes, yes, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I feel like Aries is very intentional. Aries is like all about you don't even you don't have to overthink shit. Aries is like, I yeah. here I am. This is me. This is it's intuition. right because I felt it and I did it and that's yeah, what it is. It's like literally Aries about? to me is not 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 the time to overthink well yes i was gonna say i was gonna make just an analogy go that it's like the the, the the drunk bitch who just like does <laughs> you know whatever sparks her in that moment or you know, like and not to in a way it's like are we here to are we here to get drunk or are we here to get right. drunk? <laughs> what are we out here to do like why are you looking at me weird at the bar right right you had just as much time here you could have gotten just as many yes. drinks and had just as much yes fun. yes yes but uh but it's no fun. it is an intentional time and <laughs> when we talk about transits later I'll get more into that because it, it really does Ugh. and and uh you know depending on how much you understand transits in the natal chart this might resonate with you or it might not but when we started this podcast and maybe I've said this before but when we started this podcast like the sun and a lot of the personal planets were transiting over my first house which is Aries house and that's like an excellent time to start things for this reason and that doesn't mean that you have to have all the ducks in a row that doesn't mean that you have to have you know everything together in an earth way that's why earth comes after fire but like pay attention to what your intuition's telling you what's lighting you up in that fiery way what just feels intuitive like i gotta do this oh heather you are sparking me up <laughs> you are just sparking I aim me to up do that. i'm excited to get um 
I know we have to move into the birth yeah, times yeah, yeah. before we move into the transitions. We'll get there. We'll get there. But I am so excited to go over the transitions more. And then you just reminded me too of, uh, did I already say the stove analogy? No, you didn't. Only before. Yeah. Say it. Say it. Like, did I say no. it? Or, okay. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. When I, but yes, like when we talked about sort of this anxious time we're feeling and we're sort of in this, like, there was a lot of like get up and go. And then it felt like also a sort of a lot of uh, still some things to be positioned. Yeah. Still some ducks to get in a row before the going could really, it was almost like there was a big get up and go to like uh, the start. Yes. Still. Yes. Like, but, but what we thought was almost um, a very much like, the start uh wasn't quite the launch it felt like it was so that energy has felt a little stale a little weird like a little wonky for a second and I feel like we're in this like this full moon is about to let some like unclogged things sort of push through uh but during this anxious weird time when we were talking about it I was like yes it's like it's fire season has started but if this it's almost like the way when you light a gas stove and you turn the knob Mm -hmm. on to light it at first um, and the flame's not catching mm-hmm. just yet. So it's just sitting there like click, 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 clicking like that. That ang- anxious feeling is very similar to that. Click, click, click. I love of the gas that stove. analogy. Um, it's so perfect. But I think and I and if we go into like this full moon with sort of that analogy, we're about to get the flame. Like, I think after this full moon energy, bada bing, bada we're boom. We're going to get that. We've that got a consistent again. flame. Yes, folks. yes. Yes. And how. And then you talked about how Taurus season is the even more of a. Fire season is sort of this big spark to a what what feels like a big yeah, launch, yeah, an right? idea. But it, but you right, but you and like and, and the start and like getting getting the going. Impulse. But then we talked about uh, Taurus season being the grounding, right, that, right, and really like consistently the follow through, yes. the making it a a real thing. Yes. I feel like comes next with that Earth. What a beautiful thing again to have fire into Earth. Right. It would be such a bummer. For example, to have fire and then into water. Oh, God. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, great. No, absolutely. <laughs> there went all our ignition. <laughs> I was having fun yesterday. Why am I? <laughs> well, dump all the fuel. Why don't you? Yeah. No, exactly. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, so like that, that. What a beautiful thing that we have this like launch of fire. Yeah. And then it gets to be followed up through this like earth. Uh consistency and then you get a little break in there with air yeah. you get to challenge yourself a little bit with right. air and then you really put that shit to the test with oh water God. again and, and then, then back cycle. in the we'll fire um, um but, but yeah. yeah no beautiful, absolutely beautiful. i can't agree more <laughs> um and i'm pretty sure that it was during leo season when i texted you about the podcast but our first episode was virgo so that's a good virgo example of yeah you know fire is about figuring out what lights you up what excites you right now yeah and now we're about to head into when we get into our season we can we can can really get me we can be a lot ruder to ourselves exactly but it's always easier during Uh, earth season and earth season it's like just so much i don't know there's less like tension and and the energy is set up to to be a little more in your totally totally to be consistent right now there it feels like quite a few wrenches yeah I've been kind of tossed into the mix. Yeah. Um, 
Well, this Pisces season was just one. Big yeah, and I mean, also this year is huge. Like, and we just had kind Pluto of a enter a new sign. Yep. Uh, you know, which only happens every ten to twenty years. It's like it's it's a lot of big shifts that we're still dealing with. Yeah. Uh, on a global scale, a on a personal scale. So it's like yep. we can be a little patient with ourselves, while also you know yeah. making sure that we're. At least not losing yeah, sight. Yeah, at least thinking about what lights not us forgetting up, the what's next, how we yep. want to grow. Yeah. God, I love Me it. Me too. Oh, Heather, I love it. Um, there was one more thing I was going to add, mm. and we can get more into this too, and I know yeah. we truly are about to move on to the charts, but we've got this new moon. So we have this full moon in Libra reminding us of this balance, uh, kind of bringing us back down to the center a little bit, yeah. it feels like. Uh, but it's this air time of still keeping us in the clouds, not forgetting to have fun with it, but also that reality of like exactly what you just sort of touched on, Heather, the be patient with yourself, the have grace with yourself, be nice to ourselves during this process. We're going to move back into another Aries new moon right before we launch into Taurus season. And this was something I know I brought up on the pod and something I think we'll touch more into in the yeah, end. Yeah. I would love to, but it's so cool how we're about to shift this whole new astrology, astrological year, all the new moons thus far, um, or leading up to this now, like sort of reset with this new moon in Aries. Um, all the new moons have been right after the sun has entered that sign. The new moon has happened in the sign, like right after sometimes the next day, um, or a day or two after the sun has entered that same mm -hmm. sign. Now the new moons after this, we have this like reset and the Aries new moon coming at the very end of Aries season. Again, the sun moves into Taurus and then it's not till closer to the end of Taurus season that we have a new, cause like we right, just have the right, new moon right, in right. Aries and then we'll have another full yeah. moon in a different sign. And then for, this is just an example. Yeah. And then we're going to have that new moon in Taurus at the end of. So I think it's uh, maybe when I just the wanted to bring that up because I'm really excited. Moon is going to be in Taurus. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so cool. Yes. Um, it's it, what a, what an interesting yeah. shift. And oh. it was just something I kind of caught on to today. As I told you, I was like making note of all the new and full moons. Um, just something. That, and like, I don't know if there's like a clear like explanation to that, but I do just think that energy is going to be quite a difference. Yeah, it's I more think that's dynamic. Really to keep in I mind. love that. It's really interesting. I love that. Uh, to just keep in mind. And this first new Aries season is just sort of the first example. Right. So we'll talk about that more towards yeah, the end. Yeah. But uh, for now, <sighs> shall we get into these Aries signs? Let's, let's. I'm excited. These Aries folks, they've been some sparky, sparky motherfuckers, if I yeah. dare say so myself. Sparky some as in ones. sparkle in the sunlight yes. yep. because vampire. Ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Heather. <laughs> that was too good. <laughs> it really wasn't. It was a reach. But <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> Uh, it's funny. Not this team Edward, not team Jacob, team Kristen. Team Kristen, <laughs> team Bella, honestly, yeah. team Edward too. But yeah. 
mostly <laughs> team Kristen. No, she's done so many iconic roles and I like yeah. love her as an actor, but like yeah. Uh, she's always going to be Bella first and foremost oh, for course. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no, I love absolutely. that she's not like Robert Pattinson and she's not like fuck that <laughs> franchise. Like she actually like went into it yeah. like really like she took enjoying it seriously. the books and wanting to bring yeah. life to this thing and yeah. She was absolutely in Aries about it for sure. Yeah, in yeah. All the, in all the right ways and all the good ways and like took I I believe takes her any role but like her job seriously. Yeah, I love Kristen Stewart. I uh, think Kristen Stewart is of course she's in Aries. Of course they're in Aries like please come yeah. on, what are we talking about? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, just incredible. Love Kristen Oh, Heather. So they, so Kristen is an Aries son. Aries son uh, with Libra moon and Ah. Gemini rising. Yes. The Aries Libra polarity, right? As we are in the midst of a Libra full moon. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Very air, air and fire. Damn. Kristen is about to have like a time. I know. True. Yeah. Especially with (laughs) probably going through something literally right at this minute. Well, you touched on, so, well, you said, I'm sorry, you said their moon is Libra. Mm-hmm. So literally right now we're in the Libra full moon. The Libra full moon. Um, that's got to be, there's got to be some pull there's there. There's got to be. Mm-hmm. Aries sun, obviously. But then uh, you said they're Gemini rising. Yes. And then you talked about how Gemini, it's Gemini and Aquarius that are going to be having that trine, right? Yes, the, yes. I'll get Pluto. into it more later. But yeah, Venus yeah, sorry, is no, moving. No, spoilers, in. No, 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 no. Yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> no, 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 no. We can spoil. Venus is about to move into Gemini, trine the trine Pluto in Aquarius at zero degrees. So yeah, Kristen's chart's going to be all lit up. Um, Damn. Yeah. Done for it. Anyway, go on. Proceed, Heather. Um. Yeah. 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 So. I, 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 I'm a big fan of Kristen Stewart. Uh, I think that this chart, I think it makes sense. I think the Aries makes sense. I think the air sign presence makes sense. So what's cool is that there's almost this grand trine with the, the air signs also because, um, Mars Like in Kristen's chart? Yeah, Mm -hmm. because Mars is also in Aquarius right on the midheaven which is cool so uh there's a strong personal planet in aquarius as well so it's like all the air signs have uh, a presence and then we have this aries to anchor that libra libra moon um yeah and then it's uh, a fifth house moon an 11th house sun um, so it makes sense to me. And then oh, a lovely Venus in Pisces in the 10th house. Um, uh. So it, it makes sense. <laughs> One, from this chart, that career kind of, I, I don't totally know what the trajectory was with getting into the entertainment industry and acting and all of that. Um, right. But I would think that I don't, it was I don't kind really, of a natural, easy Kristen. process. Yeah, I was going to say, the only thing I know is that Kristen Stewart is, like, you know, from the child acting world in the sense right? that got into it uh, Very from young. A, a young age, def- at least under 18, where, yeah, like, yeah. you definitely had to be, like, taught on set. Like, you're taking class on set. Right. Uh, sort right. of age. Young yeah. enough that, you know, you're getting homeschooled on set sort of deal. Right. But, um, yeah, I uh, also don't really know the whole, like, history of how they got into it and why but yes I do just know that like 
regardless of if, if it was like their choice to be, you know, like a child star sort of deal, it's clearly something they've kept up with and clearly something they take seriously and then they're passionate about. It would yes, to yes. And um, I was talking to someone from our college theater program like a year ago uh, who and the topic of Kristen Stewart came up and this person was like, oh, you guys don't even understand. Like K-Stu takes acting like the craft very seriously. Like you can oh. tell Kristen like loves acting. And oh. uh, I, one of my favorite actors of all time is Julianne Moore. And I love the movie Still Alice. And uh, apparently like from that uh that that project they became really close and there's all these like photos that i've seen since them of them like like being locked arm in arm at events and like talking and chatting and hanging out and i know that julianne moore is i want to say a sagittarius with gemini or gemini with sagittarius so it makes sense that they like click in that way but i also see julianne moore as someone who takes acting very seriously but not in an annoying pretentious way just in like a we're trying to bring the best performance forward right Um, i want to make this actually real yeah yeah and still have fun but still take it seriously yeah right um i love that yeah and i also know that uh when they were doing twilight Kristen Stewart was one of the first people cast yep. as like in the in the first movie. And right. um, Catherine Hardwick, who directed the first movie, was like, well, we're going to audition the different Edwards like with you. And I know that they tried out a lot of different Edwards. And Kristen was the one who was like, I think, Robert. Um, wow, really? Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Which I knew is that interesting she was the first the one Libra to be cast. Moon. Yeah. But I didn't know that she had such a huge hand in making uh, sure Robert Pattinson was. Yeah. And then they started a relationship. And then Kristen cheated on him. Right. It was like a public cheating. And she cheated with who? A a director? Not the director of Twilight. Not the director of Twilight, but I think a different director for another project. Yeah. And, and you can you know, tell Kristen, watching Breaking Dawn part one and part two that the chemistry is not the same as it was. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, Aries can't was, fake that shit. <laughs> that's so funny. No, no, no. Not that the acting was, you know, so bad funny. or anything. No, not, no, no. But to, just like but, that the chemistry was off. Right. Yeah. I, I could tell. I don't well, know. and the world was aware. So even yeah, if like so they like, could act their asses off and be like, we all know, like, right. you know, I think it's that's. Hard to come back from that, no matter how great your acting is. But yeah, that's yeah. really funny. I'm sure. Also, like, yeah, the scent. Uh, that's I forgot all about that. And then now, correct me if I'm wrong. Kristen is married to a woman. Oh, I I don't know that. I yeah. want to say maybe not. You might but be. I wouldn't regardless. be surprised. Yeah. Kristen is an Aries, just finding themselves, just like all of us. Come yes. on now. Yes. Um, but no, yeah. Anything else, Heather, or like, uh, besides like they're insane air placements that's so wild Mm -hmm. are there any other like standout things in the chart too that are really like "Mm, this explains that like maybe the cheating i don't know just kidding well (laughs) so what's interesting is that there are a lot of planets in the eighth house scorpio's house of intimacy Uh, but secrets and mm -hmm. mystery and all that shit 
But right. it's mostly outer planets that are there. So Neptune okay. and Uranus are conjunct in the eighth house. Um, and then oh. Saturn is there at the end of the eighth house, which is the planet of restriction, but also mastery. So yeah, it's interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe like the affair and, you know, uh, maybe some of the dramas that Kristen deals with romantically mm-hmm. are almost like faded encounters. Like, you know, someone just comes in who is a little dark and mysterious right. and maybe they can't help themselves, you know, but, right. uh, yeah, but Saturn there, Saturn there shows a necessity to master that area of life. So, okay. uh, I do wonder, I, I should have looked up before we recorded, but I do wonder what, what's up for Kristen romantically now. Yeah. Okay. If, sorry. That's what I, as you were. Yeah. Did you Google? That, I yeah, just, yeah. I was briefly Googling. Um, but I was listening and I was with no, you. No, I, um, I, yeah. But I was I don't just about doubt. to say, yes, uh, Kristen is currently seeing a woman. I believe, hold on, let me just read it one more time. I don't know if they're just dating or if they are engaged. Kristen Stewart and Dylan Meyer first started dating in 2019 and got engaged in 2021. Though she's been working in Hollywood for years, Dylan Meyer wasn't thrown into the spotlight until 2019 when she began dating Twilight actress Kristen Stewart. So oh. I don't know who she is. Um, she's gorgeous. They both they look so fucking good together. I'm sure. They're hot as hell. Yeah. Um, or like, here, I could just show you a picture. But um, yeah. Oh, wow. So I know Stunning. that was like recent that like Kristen Stewart, it was like a thing that Kristen Stewart came out. Because right. also like her whole relationship with Robert, Robert Pattinson was always this very negative, public. like yeah. very public, like <gasps> scandal thing. Um, I'm sure everyone's fine now, but uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Interesting too that yeah. Robert like contains Robert is like triple air, I want to say, or at least That's double right. or sorry, not not air. Sorry, I meant earth. At least oh, double Earth. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. I was <laughs> like, that's right. Mm-hmm. My fucking Gemini moon said uh, everyone is. Yeah. Right, yeah. Triple air. <laughs> no, that's so funny. I don't no, know why I was like. Yes. That, I, th- I thought, thought for whatever reason uh, Robert Pattinson was an Aquarius, but surely no, because we would have done him. <laughs> right. I know. I would have been like, like yes. as I thought I should have known better because I'm like, no, you, he wouldn't have been skipped. Go on. Go on. He's either a Taurus or a Capricorn. He's double earth for sure. So that's Wait, interesting because did we skip him or did we do him? I know. Did I not think to do Robert Pattinson? Because. Okay. Well, you. No, I'll, I bet I'll he's Google a Taurus and that's why we haven't done it. Yeah. Keep going. I just don't believe there's a world where we would have an astrology skipped. podcast and not do Robert Pattinson. I know. I his love- son. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he's I'm a Taurus and that's why we haven't done it yet. But oh my um, God, please I let know, him be a Taurus. <laughs> don't I'm, tell me we failed and have to cut all this out. He gives me um, Taurus more than Capricorn. And I know that after that, he dated <laughs> FK Twigs, who's a Capricorn. Robert, and right. that was probably them being too similar, which is why it didn't work mm. out. But like the K Stu thing, I get it. It's like opposites attract. Like she needs She's her. like the third thing. It's like Robert Pattinson. And then the second thing that comes up is Robert Pattinson, girlfriend. And then the third thing is Robert Pattinson, Kristen Stewart. <laughs> yep. Sorry. Uh, anyway, keep going, Heather. Sorry, sorry. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but this is a really dynamic, really cool chart. Also, the fact that Mars is conjunct to Midheaven in the—he's a Taurus. 
Yay! <laughs> yes, no, yes. You were right. Okay, He's a so tor- it says this makes him a hardworking Taurus sun with an empathetic Cancer moon. Um, he's May thirteenth, nineteen eighty six. Anyway, go ahead. Cancer moon. Oh, yeah, that that fucking checks. Um, there's the one of my favorite things ever. Sorry, we don't need to do this right now. We'll obviously get to him during his time, but yeah, he accepts an award at something, and everyone's like screaming and and going nuts. Of course, like the fans and the audience, right? And he's like, "All right, shut up!" <laughs> and it's so funny. And he's like, "No, I'm just kidding." Like he he, it's so funny. It's really really funny. Anyways, I love him. Oh, I love him too. Um, but he does hate on Twilight. <laughs> I know. But, but I think he, he maybe went through some trauma. Yeah, totally, totally. And I think that he, unlike Kristen, got like a weird start to like his career. He basically came she was on already the map during Twilight. She yeah. was more established. She, she could had more afford freedom. to do something stupid like that. With him, <laughs> no, totally, no, no, totally. This With him, like it was way more thing. risky, and yeah. I get it. Um, but he'd only done Harry Potter. Um, and then it was right. like this was a huge big other adult project yeah that yeah. also got panned not far after and yeah. I know anyway I know. go ahead go ahead um I well I was Don't gonna say wrong. yeah well Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart I mean they just like give me this like coolness factor that is just yeah. like undeniable and I the last thing I was gonna say is just I feel like Gemini rising people just give off this effortless like cool quality like I don't know that's so funny <laughs> do you um, think it's Gemini's in general or do you think it's like a yeah specific, I the think, rising placement I think it's that I mean I, I'm surrounded by Gemini risings it's one of my favorite rising signs but like in general I think Gemini is just so comfortable in the immediate environment it's just mm. so good at navigating social situations right. and like knowing just knowing all this information and being witty that they're just like so right. fucking cool not to say that one sign's cooler than the other or anything but you you get what i'm saying there's a like, cool, there's right there's a like natural a, coolness like just a, an ease. no but i get what you're saying it's that way that i just think that's it's gemini it's one of gemini's it's there it's a, it's just something that's a little easy for them it's yeah. just adapting to a situation totally totally which just makes them a little more of like when you're able to just sort of like that in itself like be chill just yeah like, when you're just able be to confident. be like oh i'm yeah, I don't carry social anxiety because I don't have to because I can just adapt. It's like, okay, fuck off. That's awesome. Right, you know, like, I know. What a nice thing to just yeah. fit in with any type of human. Like yeah. that has to just, which, there's an ease factor, which makes it cool. It's just is, like, wow, you don't, if you're anxious, you're not showing it. Yeah. which That's is, cool. Right? No, I agree. And I'm sorry. I'm What's like jumping like? in. But no, like, I'm sorry. No, go, I, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. But like, I just, the last thing I want to say, like bouncing off of that is it's so funny that like, the character of Bella Swan is so not that cool girl. Like it, and it feels like that was like Kristen's like most awkward role to just right. like be authentic in a little bit. Like, because right. <laughs> like Kristen played like Joan Jett, like Kristen played like princess Diana <sighs> and like Bella Swan is uh. all like, mm, uh, 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 I'm yeah. awkward. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I heard. yeah. No, absolutely. Anyway. Absolutely. What a stretch for that bitch. Yeah, right. No business. No business. <laughs> Definitely was not showing her strengths. Um, but I yeah, love her performance. So fun. I really, yeah, I love, I love Kristen Stewart a lot. Um, anything else, Heather, that you wanted to flag on? I think I, I got it. Chart. The, the fifth yeah, house yeah. moon is very creative. The 11th house sun love. is very, you know, meant to shine in the community, the larger collective. Gemini rising. We we went through it all. Love Kristen. Yeah. Come on the pod. It well, it's fun to Kristen. 
Get your ass on the pod. You know, it is just also fun to sort of watch her trajectory. Her watching um, Spencer, right? Spencer was so fucking fun. And is that what it's called? Spencer. Where she plays Diana. Oh, I didn't see the movie. I don't know what it's. Is that what it's I think called? It's called Spencer. Cause oh, interesting. Di- it's, I want to say Diana's original last name is Spencer. Oh, okay. I think. Okay. okay. Um, anyways, but um, she fucking crushes it. I need Kristen to see it. I've heard that. Job. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's a, it's a really fun film. I only saw it the once in theaters, but it really stuck with me. And I really was so impressed with her performance. Uh, just really impressed with her in general. And I was just kind of like, wow, this is fucking insane. Like she, you're, she, you're just back on the map, like in a way that was really fun. And I think that like, not that she ever really like fell off completely, but like, yeah, I think she was kind of in the way that women are, uh, in the way that nobody actually did know the exact details or like, I guess I don't know if anyone ever admitted to cheating or if we ever got the real, real, yeah, real and- story of their stuff. But in the same way that women get blamed for everything, even if that wasn't the rumor, you know, it still would have been like, well, she made him cheat, you know, I don't know. But like, uh, it was just really cool to see. You should definitely watch it, listeners, if you yeah, haven't I seen should. it. Yeah, I should. But yeah, it's really good for her. I the love range of yes, the, the, the acting range. range is, yeah, yeah. it's genuinely, it's yeah. So good. The talent, the dedication. The talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's also like, it's extra impressive when you're a child actor to get into adulthood to A, still be doing it, B, to still have like the successfulness of the longevity of a acting career um see that you're like still liked well enough that you're not got a complete asshole like child stars also for me kind of do get like not a pass but a little more of an understanding of like well yeah they were a child star no right they're yeah. lashing out and yeah, don't know how yeah. to be a human being what do we expect like yeah. the psychological trauma um so the fact that Kristen's still like around and just got like she was not I don't know did, I don't I can't remember if Kristen won for that role if I she got the Oscar say she she was did? definitely nominated I don't know I can't remember uh, either way I know it was a it big up. deal yeah it was a huge deal and it was just really cool because I do think that um, it is rare anymore for like child stars to still be in it and dedicated in an actual like passionate way and it wasn't a, it was an Oscar movie too like it wasn't like mm-hmm. just a huge like. I don't think it wasn't Twilight. It wasn't a huge and like, you know, with her name, she could like absolutely do something without any of the uh, art aspect. But it it clearly to me, it's so cool to see that that's still very important to her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, it really is. In her career. I agree. Um, But yeah. Kristen, we love you. Come on the pod. Please. You dead icy cold bitch. (laughs) There's a little Bella reference for you if you have. Spoiler alert. Um, Spoiler alert. <sighs> shall we move on to the next, Heather? Yeah, you're going to have to help me. <laughs> Don't tell Alex Nightingale. I know. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, introduce the, them. This next Aries. King of my heart, body and soul. He's so hot, Heather. Oh, my God. Um, oh. Yeah, you're like, you think so? Um <laughs> Pedro Pascal, the one and only, really having a moment. So, listeners, Heather, if you've heard of The Last of Us, it's a 
new show on HBO just had its first season like debuted this year um and it's from a very popular video game from 2007 that's like sort of an apocalypse sort of video game that was like critically acclaimed for having such a kick-ass narrative so it was already and then it was like one of the most watched like I think it broke a record in a while of like for like one of the first HBO shows in a while to have such a huge rating as it did like it's a huge a huge wow the pilot I guess and here I am under my rock but it's okay, Heather. Yeah, please. Anyway, anyway, it's we. Yeah. Someone has Back to, to stick to the reality television. <laughs> someone has to skip out on the pop culture. I'm just kidding. You're not. You're not. Not on the pop. But, yeah. Anyway. But also, I know Pedro Pascal because I am a Star Wars fan, and yes, he's in um, the Star Wars show that came out on Disney Plus. But it's so funny because he is so hot, and that's like why he's really blowing up right now too. Besides, he's just like. He's very talented. He's an incredible performer. Uh, he's so charismatic and cute and funny. He's such a fucking Aries in his interviews. That's why he's like extra blowing up right now too. He's such a cutie. He's so funny. Uh, and it does, it really feels like you, you're getting him. Like you're authentically getting him. Like it does feel like even when I'm watching an interview with him, I'm like, I do feel like this is just like how he would be in his home. There's this like, just this like, chillness factor to him and this authenticity that is so fire in Aries yeah um, so Aries and ex- and he's very lead role energy obviously and very ma- or literally just main character energy actually and then that's also like the roles he's playing right um but anyways in Star Wars his face is covered the whole time he plays the Mandalorian that's the show it's called Mandalorian and he plays a character that wears a helmet the whole time so you don't even see his face so it's kind of funny but in The Last of Us he's a hot daddy and now he's like the internet's daddy and he's blowing up but yeah I love Pedro Pascal I know Alex Nightingale loves Pedro Pascal she's a fan we love the shows that he's in but also just like in general uh yeah he's a really incredible performer so charismatic they like hook him in a recent interview I saw they have him hooked up to a lie detector and they're like do you uh do you think you're hot and he's like no and immediately the guy's like he's lying and Pedro's like immediately cracking up but it's not in this cocky rude like turn off narcissistic way it's so cute and funny and then because they are you also know they're asking him the hardest most yeah, like yeah, funniest I mean, questions that like it's kind of almost like surprising and daring that they would ask those questions in a way um just but anyway uh yeah so he the next question they ask him is like do you go on your Instagram fan accounts when you're sad and he was like I do <laughs> and like just so he's he just I like get why he's blowing up um, it's just no surprise to me but yes after looking further into uh Pedro's chart Heather so he's a um Aries sun Capricorn moon cancer rising uh the cancer rising thing is truly I think a lot of what we're getting in the interviews personally the cancer rising yeah yeah or wow. like that his sensitive, sweet, warm side really yeah, it's plays a, a front leading character in right. terms of his brand. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I get what you're describing. This chart is, holy shit, it's so angular and it's so many squares. Yeah. And d- it's a difficult chart. Um, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It It's a little like 
mine because it you have like <laughs> I, I, yeah no, I'm not to but like the no, I it's just funny that underst- you, what do you mean by difficult I guess so so like when you have so all the planets the sun the moon and the rising are in all three cardinal signs so you know the mm. the four cardinal signs are Aries right. Cancer right. Capricorn Libra um in this chart the sun is in Aries right next to the midheaven. The moon is in Capricorn right next to the descendant. The cancer rising is, you know, the, the ascendant, obviously. Saturn, mm. the planet of challenges and restriction, is also right by the ascendant in opposition to the moon and in conversation with all of this. And then Pluto, it really is a lot like my chart. Pluto is <laughs> with different you signs, but the Heather. same. <laughs> No, I'm not saying that different energies, but like the the way the planets are positioned is very similar and that it, there's like the the energies aren't combining naturally. It's like this archetype is challenged by this other part of me, which is challenged by this right. other part of me. And they say that that helps you to be very ambitious and it kind of forces you to buck up and like deal with like like deal with you know br- bring harmony into the various parts of yourself uh you have to like take a conscious active approach to that um but interesting but they also say angular charts are kind of like um you're breaking the cycle of past generations and life is sort of oh. forcing you to uh yeah, to to take on challenges because you can and to level right. up and to like there's like a faded component to it. Um, but the moon and Capricorn in the seventh opposite, the ascendant and opposite Saturn and Cancer in the fourth first, sorry, is tough. That's tough because like what, oh yeah, God. What do you emotionally mean? it's tough. I don't uh. know what uh, what. Yeah, like, I, I mean, the seventh house is romance. Uh, cancer is a water sign. It's there's there's a I see. toughness with emotions. But but moon and Capricorn bringing the emotions into your work, maybe making the audience someone that you have relationships with. That could be a way this manifests. Um, ah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. That is but I don't know much about Pedro's romantic life or... Uh, how I don't that manifests I do exactly believe, but yeah I believe he's single I don't really know much more than that as well I should have looked more into it before this but I more just was like he's such a hot daddy um, <laughs> and I don't think he actually has kids I more just mean like he plays a hot dad in this HBO show he is just right, a right, right. yeah 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 um, <laughs> but yeah he is so charming it did not surprise me at all that he was Aries it's really fun and interesting to hear you talk about his chart just based off again Watching him sort of have his moment recently, like he's very trending, like this show really blew up. And so like he's getting a lot of like press right now and a lot of like attention right now in a way that does feel well deserved. He's like he just has such warmth and he's such a sweetie. Um, But yeah. Anything else, Heather, in terms of that, like you that are kind of like, oh, that stick out to you or like. In Shoot. terms of, I hope he has longevity. I don't. I hope this yeah. isn't just like a fluke. I hope this isn't just his fifteen minutes of fame. I think Pedro's going to be around for a minute. No, I um, think so too. I think with this chart, yeah. No, I think so. I really think so. Jupiter, uh, it's a 
Jupiter's conjunct the sun in the ninth house in Aries, and it's opposing Pluto, which is like a power placement. And mm. I think that points to longevity a bit. Um, but yeah, uh, there might be like a wa- a wander lusty sort of a philosophical tilt to him. Oh. Um, who wants to constantly expand and explore. Um, yeah. Interesting. It's a very dynamic, very widespread, very uh, challenging, but in a positive way, chart. Um, oh, but there's also a grand trine with the Mars and Cancer, or sorry, the Mars and Aquarius, oh. and the Gemini rising, and Uranus in the fourth. Ooh. Yeah, there's there's some ease to the tension. Um yeah, I, I think I've said everything. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. That one was for you, Alex Nightingale. <laughs> Pedro, come on the pod. Alex, shut up about this already. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I love Pedro, too. I was really excited to do him. He's such a charming Aries. Uh, yeah, I'm excited so to fire. look into him it's now. Fun. Yeah, you'll love him, Heather. Yeah. Um, I love the Aries charm. It really is charming. Same. Oh, Heather, those were some fiery fun charts. They were. This is just a fiery fun time. Mm-hmm. You're like, it is. <laughs> um, yeah, I just like the new moons happening now, like the new moons in, in their season happening towards the end like this being yeah this now after this Aries new moon at the end of the season being sort of like a theme and a pattern for the rest of the seasons throughout the year that's really interesting Mm -hmm. in terms of energy yeah it is like specifically the energy we get from new moons yeah specifically that like it these new moons were at the beginning and now that same energy is more now being uh at the end of the season. Like, uh, right. It's happening yeah. at the end. Yeah. It's I just like really that. wild. I think. I can't believe I caught that. Yeah. A little, like, I mean, I'm sure eventually we obviously would have caught it, but it was so exciting to make that catch before the Aries new moon has happened. Yeah. No, totally. Totally. I agree. And it's also interesting that we have been in this period of time with no retrogrades for, I want to say, mm. 80 something days. Um, I know it was like 90 something days of no retrogrades that we were going to have this year. And we are reaching the end of that. Unfortunately, right. Mercury is going to retrograde around April 21st, I want to say. Um, mm. and yeah, so interesting. 421 retrograded. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Go on. Um, yeah. So that's cool too, that it's been like hyperspeed, hyperspeed. Right. New moon in the sign right after the sign begins. And right. now we're starting this retrograde. We're starting the new moons at the end of the season. It's cool. It's a little bit less it's like pressure at the yeah. start of each season. Um, yeah. 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 We're entering a, a cool down and also an opportunity to to have these renewals and these new starts uh, yes. after we've already processed the themes of the season. I think that's cool. Yes. Yeah. I, th- I find it really interesting and, and fun that uh, it feels like the, the way the new moons fall, specifically the way they fall at the end of their sign, feels so imperative of, or there's like, it just feels like there's intent behind that to really use the time that we're, we're in the 
season to really hone in the traits of what that means it just feels very intentional of like what these new moons this year specifically this yeah. new astrological uh year are really going to be for yeah. it really feels like they're more about bringing the 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 sun the sign that the sun was just in or is currently in really bringing that into the new moon energy yeah. i find it really like it's almost like we've been given a prompt yeah for when we're calling in that like those new moon manifestations and stuff totally really it makes the transition from each season into the next a little bit more dynamic and interesting too right. like uh yeah 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 fast i'm so excited for it i am too to see what that how that's gonna how that shift's just gonna feel as opposed to it's just been the opposite definitely for the past, for the past astrological year yeah yeah um, but yeah uh anything else heather yeah in terms of the sky that you want to talk to me and the listeners about I'm yes this month is really uh astrologically astrologically active and so is next month so is this whole year really but um yeah, yeah but this week in particular uh today as we're recording this tonight really is the full moon in libra with the sun conjunct chiron we talked about this a little bit before but it's uh yeah stepping back balancing your energies after being in this very personal active aries space um right and with chiron there also maybe addressing some wounds uh with libra mm. some wounds around relationships around our relationships with money um all those venus themes uh but then speaking of venus on april 11th right on yes, april 11th toward the end of the week venus is going to enter gemini and oh. At almost the same time, it's going to form a trine to Pluto and Aquarius. And according um, to Molly McCord, who has become my my Bible for astrological yeah. transits, um, it's the first time that Venus is forming a trine to Pluto in almost like 270 years. Like... That's wild. And maybe she means in these particular signs, I, I might have a corrections corner next week. But either <gasps> way, she, <laughs> but either way, she mentioned that this particular energy signature hasn't uh, been a thing in, in almost 300 years, which is really insane. And because we're dealing with That's Venus, wild. totally wild, because we're dealing with Venus and we're dealing with Gemini and we're dealing with Pluto and Aquarius. It's themes of, uh, you know, air sign themes, dealing with friendships, tribes, mm. community, how we communicate and get along with others, how we connect on an intellectual level with others. Right. And with Pluto, it's huge major shifts where things have to totally break down and be renewed. But it's a trine, so it's not a scary one. It's more like something is clicking in a harmonious way to catapult us forward. Um, uh -huh. but yeah, but, but, uh, according to Molly, I, and I like this interpretation, you know, Pluto is also like power coming into more power. Venus right. deals with what we attract. So you might attract someone who can help you come into a new position of power. You might, uh, attract a new mm. friend group that feels more in tune with you, uh, and those Aquarian themes of like finding your unique tribe. Um, you might just have... Yeah, I don't know. Leveling up in terms of what you right. value with Venus, of of how you get along with others, all these things. Th does that make sense? 
No, I love that. I love that uh, this energy right now with this new moon, uh, or excuse me, full moon in Libra, mm-hmm. right? Specifically, Libra being this uh, sign of balance, the symbol of balance, essentially um, honing in on that, especially as we gear up for a transitional new moon in or in, a, yeah. in, in sort of what is a reset for the whole with that it's really interesting I know. right like the timing of all this in terms of balance and harmony yeah. right before we have this transition of taking these sun signs into these new moons yeah. unlike what we've just been doing yeah um and just uh the way you oh my goodness i almost just lost my train of thought oh no but Talking the way that you um shoot what was i just about to say with pluto and venus and being an air signs too and uh it'll come back yeah yeah no but it won't but you're right this whole time is very significant like not not just uh, your average new moon not just your average new astrological season it's major collective shifts and whenever pluto enters a new sign which only happens every 10 to 20 years that's already a huge major shift but we have these other energies that are really pushing us forward and it feels like i'm in my own saturn return sort of uh like isolated moment here i'm wondering if everyone's feeling this who's not in their sudden returns like i know it's more pronounced for us so interesting but it's 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 major shifts this year yeah that's what you just did remind me heather what i was going to touch on uh specifically yes this new moon or god damn it this full moon in libra this transitional time into like now we have these new moons at the end of their sun signs um especially just sort of with the alignment of how you just brought up this, uh, this specific air trine. Yes. How Pluto hasn't sort of, or how this hasn't happened in 270 years or almost 300 years, yada, yada. It feels like such a loaded, specific, intentional time. Like just all this loaded reset. Like we just had the Aries new moon. I, I, again, this, this uh, new moon reschedule sort of switch up yeah. is happening right at the start of the astrological new year. It's yes. a huge shift and a huge difference from what we just did. Yes. And the astrological past new year, right before this huge Saturn return specifically. And then also just sort of like these big, big transitional movements that are like, that haven't come around. Yeah. mm -hmm. Like just what a loaded time. It feels like this new moon specifically. And as you pointed out too, with the solar eclipse, this new moon specifically feels like a time to fucking like real, like, like really be intentional about the yes intentional about what it is that you're manifesting yeah, what you want it just feels like it's it's gonna more and like not in a way of like you gotta really want it if you want to see it true i more mean like really intentional in the way of like get ready to really have some shit happen this year yeah like, yeah 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 if i dare say so no like, it totally just feels very loaded these big transitions are so loaded yeah uh, yeah yeah no, absolutely. And even so if I charged. didn't know about astrology, I would feel like, wow, I can right, tell you there's hope, something in the right. air right now that is just like you would the hope. new. It's yeah. pushing you forward. Yes. Um, yes. I agree. Yeah. 100%. And, and to add Love to it. this, I have another significant thing that's happening this Please. week um, around that Venus and Gemini trining Pluto and Aquarius time, April 11th and April 12th. 
the sun is going to connect with Jupiter uh, oh. on April 11th in Aries. And that only happens once a year. Um, but okay. still, how cool that this thing that only happens once a year is happening during this week right as all, all this shit. stuff is happening. Yeah. And this is very positive very abundant it's jupiter's sagittarius's planet of expansion thinking bigger growing that that sagittarian optimism and wanderlust and uh wild and also oh oh yes that's the other thing so right after that jupiter is going to enter taurus and so it's like the start of a whole new mm -hmm. 12 year jupiter cycle because mm. Jupiter takes 12 years to travel around the Zodiac and Aries is obviously the first sign. So now it's like Jupiter wow. is entering the next phase of this 12 year, you know, cycle, bringing right. us from fire to earth in the same way that the sun is. And uh, and this week, the sun and Jupiter connect. So again, it's an emphasis on being very intentional on how you want to expand, how you want to grow, like think big like what do you idealistically want in your life and how do you bring that into form come Taurus season um wow yeah oh my god I know what a loaded energetically charged up fucking time I'm excited wild I'm excited me Miranda too. this just gave me chills Heather. right like I just got like <laughs> like what a fun I'm just what a ride uh and there's just, again, it's just been so nice to sort of let go and let God. Right? Know, no, literally. Jesus, take because the wheel. Because there has just been so much movement. And like you said, like, I would hope, I would really hope that if I wasn't someone who actually was as invested in astrology as I am, my God, I don't know what I would do without the clarity, honestly. But I would, I would feel like there's something in the air, like truly. Uh, it just is, it, it, it's just, there's a static good time yeah i'm excited there's a static what a time yeah and then we have correct me if i'm wrong heather but one more aries episode after this before we're in one that. more before we're in taurus taurus yes, one more Jeez, wow this was such a launch um yeah folks listeners listen we've got this really fun solar eclipse of a fucking full moon in libra find your balance really hone into that shit it feels like this is the time to really hone into what's passionate what moves us yes what really is gonna like drive us but also on the flip side of that like that balance of like okay and how what are the consistent moves we're gonna make to make this happen? yeah like, yeah yeah again it's just it's so symbolic to me that this is uh specifically this huge full moon we're having having that sandwich between these, these two, two aries new, new moons, moons and aries. happens to be I know. libra such I know. a symbolic sign of like it's all about balance and just like yeah yeah that really that speaks to me on a lot of levels yeah it really does and uh it's made this really heavy weird wonky time like truly a lot more palatable yeah if i dare yeah 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 yeah. yeah 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 oh, and heather yeah i'm excited i'm excited too and i think that libra you know uh is a very positive mm -hmm. energy very upbeat very bubbly mm -hmm. um but it also falls into like that have fun with it totally totally but we're also gonna take it seriously and that's part of the fun yeah it's part of like i think libra gets a lot of its fun from caring yes like, libra, oh i love like, that you're right libra, like libra is air but like 
they are about a lot when they're emotional about something it is something that usually is deeper to them passionate to them like I, I think a lot of Libra is as an air sign that gets a lot of its fun from hard work. Weirdly, it's like well, yes. it's a very uh, it's a contradicting air sign for what well, air sign is usually known for. I mean, and I think the fact that it's on like, that Aries Libra polarity says a lot. Yeah, it right. is like right. In oh, passion. that's right. Wait, like it's yes, the opposite duh. sign. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, exactly. And then it's happened sandwiched between. It's like polarity. What a it feels like it's extra charged because of that. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a canceling out of it. It almost feels like it's even it's like it's doubled. Right. It's crazy. I know. Or it's just extra like, oh, that's interesting. And yes, I forget that. Thank you for reminding me, Heather, that yes, usually the or the full moon is the opposite side. Is always in the on the opposite. Yes. I, I'm so happy you reminded me of that because yeah. I totally was forgetting. Yeah. Ah. Oh, Pedro, Kristen come on the pod mm-hmm. heather we're really out here <laughs> we're really are out cheek- here how are your cheeks my are your cheeks, cheeks are fiery sweets? today <laughs> <laughs> i'm feeling a little with a little little ass cheeky <laughs> myself i'm feeling some friction on these cheeks myself heather it's a uh, i'm fucking pumped i'm really excited i'm gonna do a little i might pull a little tarot card you know do a little journal entry yeah manifest for this uh full moon and really re and like I'm just like, I'm really excited for what's to come. It just feels, just feels like there's really nothing else to do, but let go, let God be a little excited. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Libra way. The Libra <laughs> way. Yeah. Oh. Not, yeah. Just beautiful. Forward momentum. Here we go. Forward momentum, folks. Here we are. Here we go. Nike, just do it. Yeah infinite abundance up in this bitch i love specifically the libra ties to those limiting money beliefs you know yes, i love it yes you know i love cutting ties with my limiting money beliefs oh other. we are here to do it miranda we're here for it always mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh infinite abundance in all things yes um and i i just we love you listeners love you and listeners. i love you heather love you so much miranda love Love, love, love. It's going to be a beautiful week. We've got some forward momentum and some transitions. Let's get to it, huh? Let's get to it. We'll see you all right back here next week. Mm. Bye. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Infinite abundance. Infinite abundance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ah.